So uh, in tonight's passage, the, the shepherds receive a gift, and straight away, as soon as they receive a gift, two questions arise. Number one, what am I going to do with it? And number two, what am I going to do with it? Now, before I give you some gifts, I just want us to practice not making a noise. Can you all just not make a noise for a moment, please? So you've nailed it. Well done. Uh, if at any point I should need it, and I want it to go quiet, when I do this, I want you to not make a noise. There you go. Well done. I think we've, we've got that. Let's see if it works again in a few minutes' time. Um, we're going to give out some gifts now, and Ben, I think you can probably help me with this. And uh, as we give out these gifts, uh, just put your hand up if you want to receive one. And uh, as you receive a gift, Braden, you can get one anyway, um, just ask yourself uh, a couple of questions. What am I going to do with it, and what am I going to do with it, right? That's all you need to do. And then when you've asked yourself the questions, what am I going to do with it, and what am I going to do with it, do it, and then do it, Nina. There you go. Ask yourself a question. What am I going to do with it? And do it, and then do it. Let's see. Ah, excellent. This is a good one. There you go. Um, yeah, what am I going to do with it? And then what am I going to do with it? Uh, ben, could you grab the balcony for us? That'd be really great. And uh, as you get your presents, ask yourself, what am I going to do with it? And what am I going to do with it? I need more gifts. And then do it and do it. Can you take the balcony with these? Yeah. I'll get some more. For, uh, for those of you listening at home wondering what it sounds like, kind of sounds like that. And for those of you who come to the camera wondering what it looks like, I think it probably looks a little bit like this. Now you feel included, don't you, online? Here you go. Quick, uh, quick warning for anyone that wasn't expecting this, uh, for anyone that doesn't like loud noises, just bring whatever it is you might have brought with you and just make it nice and go away. Oh, it's wonderful. It's quite peaceful, isn't it, Mr. Fire? Wonderful. Oh. Thank you. That's wonderful. When we receive a gift, what do we do with it? We open it. Who shouted that? You are absolutely right. We open it. And then when we've opened a gift that makes a noise, what do we do with it? We play with it. We know this. Right. This is a really obvious thing, isn't it? Whenever we receive a gift, we open it. And then once we've opened it, we use it. We play with it. We make a noise. We're going to see this in our houses tomorrow all day long. We're going to see this in our passage in a few minutes' time. But we don't always see it in our churches, do we? We don't always see what we just did. And uh, tonight's question is why? Why is it when it comes to the gifts of God, we don't do what we do everywhere else? Let's turn together to Luke 2, verse 8. And uh, there's Bibles in front of you if you want to use them. Luke 2, 8. There were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night, just going about their lives, uh, physically alert, but I think probably in a spiritual sense, not up to very much. Shepherds were looked down on. They were thought of as ritually unclean. The work that they did out there in the fields rendered them ceremonially unclean. And on top of being ritually impure, there was, uh, I can see parents confiscating them, which is kind of funny. They're going to be back tomorrow. You know this, don't you? You're going to hear it all Christmas. As well as being ritually unclean, uh, a lot of shepherds, uh, they were known, one scholar says, 
I think, for confusing mine with thine, which is a very scholarly way of saying that they were thieves. They were looked down on by everybody. They were not holy people, and certainly not the kind of people that would normally get a gift from God. Verse 9 says, And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. There's lots of good reasons to be afraid, but the angel says to them in verse 10, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. There is no right sort. There's no one who sort of works themselves up to being deserving of a gift from God. There is no list of who's been nice, but there is a list of who's been naughty. The 16th century Protestant reformer John Calvin once said, you're all on the naughty list. I'm sort of summarizing his theology a little bit for you there. But if you receive a gift from God, whatever that gift may be, it is a gift that comes to you by grace alone. This is part of the reason why the news is so good. We don't deserve a gift, but he gives them to us. Here is the gift the shepherds receive, verse 11. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord, the promised Savior, the Lord, the Messiah, the anointed King, the sovereign judge, the redeemer of Israel, all words that we've been defining these last four weeks. And he's going to set you free from your sin, your brokenness, your addictions, your oppression, even death. Jesus lays down his kingliness and his rights at his birth. He lays down his life at his death. And then he takes on our sin and he lives under a curse And yet, rising from the grave, he purchases for us the greatest thing we can receive, which is everlasting life. This is the good news that the shepherds have just received. This is what the angel means when he says good news. He means that Jesus, through grace and his birth and his death and his resurrection for you, is going to give you life everlasting. So question number one that the shepherds ask themselves is this, what am I going to do with it? I've just received a gift. Church, what do we do when we receive a gift? We open it. We know this, don't we? Verse 15 says, When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to another, I guess back to work, boys. Absolutely not, because they know what to do with a gift. They say, let's go, and they go. And by the way, this is a big deal when the shepherds go. This is an identity-level moment for them because they've just abandoned their flock. They are shepherds who are no longer herding sheps. So this is a big deal for them. And verse 16 says they went with haste. The Greek word is spude, from which we get the English word speedy. It's like tearing into a present on Christmas morning with paper flying everywhere. They get into it as quickly as they can, as fast as they can. They run, and when they arrive and they see Jesus lying in the manger, the second question arises straight away. What am I going to do with it? What am I going to do with this gift that I've just seen? I've seen salvation with my eyes. I've touched it in the flesh. What am I going to do with it? All my uncleanness has just approached the throne of God in human form, and I'm still alive. In fact, I feel more alive than I ever felt before. What am I going to do with this news? Verse 17 tells us. The shepherds know what our children know. When they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning the child. And the shepherds returned, verse 20, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. 
what am I going to do with this gift I've just been given? Well, they make a noise. Go on, parents, give it back. Let's find out. Can we remind ourselves what it sounds like to make a noise? Come on. Yeah, you're right. Who's the extended hornsman? I'm very, very proud of you. That's exactly the right thing to do. I think Jesus likes that sort of thing. Well done. They make a noise. We know what it sounds like when we do this. They use the thing they've received. You went, and then your dad grabbed it off you. But, but, but Jesus doesn't really want you to do that. Wouldn't it be great, church, if we all took these presents home? Kids, I'm talking to you. And we just used them all Christmas for all of our family to listen to. These are available for a small fee, if anybody <laughs> wants one. Uh, by the way, I went into Five Below this week, and I said, do you have any rubber chickens, please? And the assistant looked at me all weird and said, maybe, and sort of scowled at me a little bit. I said, well, where are they? And he said, they're in a safe place. Why do you want one? I said, I'd like all your chickens, please. I'm a pastor. He said, okay, I'll have to go and ask my manager, Jeff. Jeff is the uh, regional controller of chickens, it would seem. And uh, he said, I will give them to you. The manager said, here's the rule. I will give them to you so long as you promise not to squeeze them. I said, I can't promise that. I need to see if they work. He said, one squeeze. We made a deal. I squeezed each chicken. And there were 14. The, uh, the terms of the deal, I think, were vague, and I construed them contra proferentum. That's a different sermon, I think, probably. It is easier to get prescription drugs in this town than it is a squawking chicken. That there's something about us as grown-ups that sort of learned something strange, that we need to be quiet, that when we get something exciting, we need to put it on the side, that we need to sort of forget about it. We just need to maybe sort of display it here in a a little plinth or something, but don't use it. Everything in our sort of grown-up nature screams at us, don't squawk the chicken, and everything in a child's heart screams, squeeze it. What's going on, I wonder? We're okay with the first question, what am I going to do with it? We're not so okay with the second question, what am I going to do with it? We receive, and then we keep it quiet, and I don't know why. Uh, it could be a sense of embarrassment. What if I look silly? sharing the good news of Jesus. Could be a sense of decorum. What if it offends somebody with a different point of view? It could be something to do with your job. You know, am I too busy to really look into the claims of Jesus and start talking about him? Might be the opposite concern. Am I good enough? Who am I to tell people about this Jesus? I understand every single one of those questions. I'm a grown-up sometimes, and I've, I've asked myself most of them. But they're the wrong questions. Those are not the questions we should be asking. The giver of the gift intended you to ask the questions we always ask, because he loves you. And then he wanted you to open, and then he wanted you to use that gift. All the words on the cover of our bulletin, they say, receive, respond, and share. Children in the room do not struggle with this concept. It's grown-ups that do. So let me say this to you. If you have received the good news of Jesus Christ already, make a noise. Share it with everyone you know. And if you don't know Jesus yet, come back, and we will tell you all about him.
and how much he's changed our lives. Let's pray. Lord Jesus Christ, uh, I thank you so much for uh, the joyful seasonal noise of, of chickens in the church. And uh, I just praise you, Lord Jesus, that, that you decided to be born in that place and reveal yourself to us such that we could interact. There it is. That's the thing. Lord Jesus, we give you praise. We ask that you'd be with us in the cold this uh, season and that you would warm our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.